We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. He throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle. He pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Paul with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. It's draft night. Well, except for everybody but the Rams. Oh, well. We're here anyways, getting ready for the the magic to happen here. The Cleveland Browns are just getting on the clock. Norm, how do you feel about this draft? Oh, I'm excited about the draft. Uh, you know, are the Rams going to come into round one? Probably not, no. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's gonna, so as a Rams fan and, you know, commentators that cover the Rams – 
probably going to be a little bit of a boring night for us, but it is exciting to see who's going to be left in round two, and it'll kind of bring a little bit better picture forward for us as far as who we think the, the Rams will pick, you know, either moving up into second round or stick, you know, staying pat in the third. So we'll see. We will see. We'll, we'll, and by the way, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Rams, all three of those teams don't have picks in the first round. So, oh, well, we'll move on without them. It's, it's sad. But, you know, we're football fans. We're, we're football fans. And even when the Rams aren't picking on a draft night, we're still here to talk football with you. We're still here to analyze the picks. And where we can see where it'll affect the Rams, we'll talk about it. Well, when we can see how it'll affect the NFL, we'll talk about it. And immediately before we even see this first pick, I guess the team to watch is Cleveland night. They have four picks in the first 35, um, four picks in the first 35. So they're an interesting team to watch. The Bills, I think, are a team to watch. Anybody else you're looking at? Denver. Denver. I bet. And New England. I'm looking at Denver and New England to move up. So when we've already been seeing reports tonight that both uh, Cleveland at four and Denver at five are taking calls, which doesn't surprise us. We all expect them to take calls. And uh, we'll see here momentarily what happens. Before we even move forward, folks, before we uh, get to this draft pick, just want to ask you to head on over to iTunes. That five-star review would be really appreciated if you like what we do. And we work hard, folks. We work hard. If you like what we do and you enjoy the show, please leave that five-star review. It will enter you into a contest to get a uh, a $50 gift certificate over to NFL, uh, NFLshop.com. Hopefully you're using that money to get a Rams, you know, Rams jersey or something. But uh, we won't judge if you don't. You better. We'll, never mind, we will judge. Also, you can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Android, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can hear us on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific time on iebeatradio.com. Also on the weekends, same time, 10 a.m. And uh, that's about really it. Well, we're, 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 all, we're also doing this live, so there won't be any edits, so... All the goofiness and mistakes and stuttering and ums and all that stuff will be on tonight in full force. Yeah, so just tolerate it. Tolerate it. Oh, you know, it'll be okay. I mean, you might see the appearance of a toddler on the podcast saying, go Rams. Who knows? You never know. Uh, the whole family here is sick, so if you hear a cough, just, you know, that's how life goes in this in this day and age. Everybody's sick in the spring. And uh, really, it's doesn't matter. Being sick, pfft. We're gonna. I'm gonna be on for the draft. I don't know about you. That's just how it goes. Oh yeah, I could be out catching the stripers in the creek behind the house right now, and you know how much I love to fish. But I'm sitting here watching the draft. And the Rams aren't even drafting tonight. Yep. Now, also, folks, we just had our 100th episode with Jack Youngblood on the show. Go listen to it. That was a heck of an interview Norm did. Thank and you. we were hoping we were, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You did great, man. Um so we we were hoping that would be our biggest podcast yet. So if you could head on over, listen to it, the interviews in the second half of the show, and uh also Eric Galco from Otham and Scouting, CBS Sports uh college football writer, who covers the draft, was also on the show as well, did a great job and gave us a different perspective. So if you could Check it out. That was a great show for us. It was a big deal for us to get Jack Youngblood on. It meant the world. And here they come. 
Roger Goodell helping this, heading to the stage. Yep. I got to say about Jack, though, talking to him was just like talking to a, another one of the brothers out in the woods, man. That guy is so friendly and so awesome, and I can't believe I didn't stutter a whole lot more than I did. Oh, you mean like I did in my first interview with Jim Everett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you could have thought I was on, you know, steroids slash opioids slash speed on my first interview with him, man. I was just all over the place. I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't <laughs> calm down. And I'm, I'm experienced. I've interviewed so many different people over the years, but got Jim Everett in the call that first time. It was It was spacey. Yeah, Jack made it real easy for me, though, because he's just such a down-to-earth, normal guy. And it was it was a real honor for me to be able to talk to him about the past. And, you know, and hearing him talk about Deacon Jones, you know, I mean, how often do you get to hear somebody talk about Deacon Jones that played with them? It's just crazy. It is, and it's also a, a almost sad reminder to us that we have a job to do here to go get these interviews with other players who are still around before they're gone. You know, none of us are getting any younger. We all we always are getting older. It's just the nature of the game, and sooner or later, these players will be gone, and we won't have a chance to talk with them. So uh, that gives me a mission for the summer to go ahead and try and find more of these interviews and get them on the show for you guys and relive relive all these Rams memories and bring these people closer to the fans. Yeah, it's uh, it's important to keep the history of the game alive, and that's that's the reason that you started the site. One of the reasons that I, you know, decided to buy into it and become a part of it because, you know, history is important. I mean, you got Roger Staubach up on the stage right now throwing a football in the crowd. You know, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, the guy who caught that, even though he's a Steelers fan, will probably cherish that football forever. It's it's all about history. It's all about the great players that we've seen in the past. I mean, I have players from other teams in the past that I'm a big fan of, like Mean Joe Green and, you know, guys like that. Those guys, even though they play for other teams, they were phenomenal football players. And, you know, it's all part of history. And the Rams' history is important. And I'm glad that, you know, as we talked about in the interview, I'm glad to see that the Rams are starting to bring that history back and, and – Get the get the players that are playing now involved with the the former players and letting them come into the facility and making them part of the team again because the, some of that was lost when they went to St. Louis and it's this is a game sure but it's also just most of my most of my memories of a as a child and and all through growing up all have something to do with football and so. You know, that's why we do what we do here at Rams Talk, not only cover what's going on now, but talk about the players of the past and and, and keep those stories alive. We don't want to lose those memories. We don't want those things to be wiped away. And for many years, like you mentioned, when the, when the team the St. Louis, it's just the nature. There's no, I'm not mad at anybody for what happened with St. Louis. I'm not sitting there thinking, holding any, any at all anger towards anybody in St. Louis or the move to St. Louis about what happened. It's just the nature of the beast. When you move a team, you're going to lose part of that identity. It's just nature. You know, think those th- those old members kind of get pushed aside as you're trying to build this new, this new genre of football, a new place or a new era, a new legacy. I guess would be the word for it. So I, I I don't I'm not mad at anybody for it, but 
it was important to me to start Rams talk for that very reason, because I did not want that history to be forgotten. It's um, still very important to me. Eventually, got to write that book about the Rams history, but. Oh, we'll get to it. So Cleveland's on the clock with seven minutes, 40 seconds left. Who do you think they're taking? Oh, man. You know, I was, I was sold on, I was thinking it was going to be Sam Darnold. Benjamin Albright really, really got to me when we interviewed him and really gave me a different perspective. And, I, you know, I, he did. He convinced me. I think Baker Mayfield is probably the best guy in the draft. I'm not a big, big Baker Mayfield fan, but uh, I think he's the right guy for Cleveland, and I hope they take him. I think there's a good chance they will. Been, it's been in the rumors all day, and maybe it's a smoke screen. Maybe it's this big whole thing that, uh, you know, that's it, maybe it's a big, big cluster on their part to try and keep people from finding out who they're taking. But I'm going to go with Mayfield. We'll find out. The one guy I hope they don't take is Josh Allen. I think he's so much of a project for for the Browns, you know, with nobody who will really coach him up the way we need him to coach be coached up. Well, I've been paying attention and watching a lot of sources today, and uh, I just heard not too long ago that uh, Mayfield's people have not heard from Cleveland all day. So I don't know if there's any truth to this or if it's just being hyped up by the media. Uh, I think it's sad what happened to Josh Allen today with the tweets from way back in high school. And I think that was, I mean, you know, was it Sam Darnold's agent or Baker Mayfield's agent that brought these, you know, out to the forefront again right before the draft? I I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the kid in that respect, but I don't really think it's going to cost him. I honestly think they're going to go Josh Allen. I, I I don't necessarily think he's the best pick, but... I, I just have a feeling that that's the direction they're moving in. I well, you know, for those who don't know who uh, who are getting used to our show for the first time, most of my family are Browns fans. I, I uh, was a military brat at the time. When I was being a Rams fan, we were stationed out in California at the time, where I picked up the Rams. But everybody except for my brother and my sister, and I'm a, I have a huge family, the first of eight kids, are Browns fans. All my aunts and uncles, my brother's a Steelers fan, my sister's or Raiders slash Cowboys fan just decided which day it is. And uh, I'm the really weird one being the Rams fan. But everybody else is Browns fan. So there's a soft spot for me. You know, I don't want to see my family going through their 20 years of mass depression because this team has been horrible. I, I want to see them enjoy football again. And I, I do feel for the Browns, for the Browns fan base, having seen them just, how do I say it? get screwed <laughs> since the team came <laughs> back when they well, when the team left they were the fan base was screwed over and now here they are they're back again they've had one playoff berth and since they came back and it's just been this laundry list of quarterbacks i mean they've had 10 straight losing seasons that that graphics on tv right now and uh man i i like to see the browns do something again this is a team that's won eight nfl titles right titles you know, and the last time, of course, was in 1964, and it's that's an awful long time. Well, uh, you know, I feel bad that they haven't won in such a long time. We we know what that feels like, so to yes, speak. Yes, we do. But uh, I've never been a fan of Cleveland. Never will be a fan of Cleveland. So they can continue to be horrible, and I have no problem with it. Although I'd I'd rather that they were 
you know, they'd get four or five wins at least in a season, so maybe they weren't the first overall every year. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, it was really weird when we spoke with um, Jim Selecki last year when he wrote his Cleveland Rams book and, and talking to him about the Browns history and the interlacing of the Rams history and so on and so forth. It's fascinating, and now here I am back in Northeast Ohio and even teaching a class this year on pop culture and sports history, going back and talking about those very same things and talking about the history of both these franchises. It's really, there, there is some history there. Right. I didn't, I mean, I've been a Rams fan my whole life and I was, I, I it took till a lot later in life to find out for me that the Rams were ever in Cleveland. I had no idea. So it was, it was news to me. And I, I know a lot of people out there, don't still don't know that the Rams started in Cleveland. And that's part of the reason that our site's different because we talk about that. Well, the, the thing with Cleveland too, is there are some people out there who still remember it. There's still some elderly folks who are, you know, on pull probably let's just be honest, are probably near death's door who remember that team and, and have kept track of the history. What's weird is my school that I teach at, actually played at Shaw Stadium, which is one of the places the Rams played at back when they were in Cleveland. They played there this last year. It was really kind of surreal. And they played on a field that what once served as the Rams' home field. Well, we got two minutes and 20 seconds left, so it's getting close. We're going to find out who is the number one pick for the Cleveland Browns. With four picks in the first 35, I have to wonder, you know, where what, where they're going to go. And here it is, picks in, they say. Uh, of course, every time they say pick is in, it takes them about 25 minutes to uh, let the rest <laughs> of us know. Let's see if it's on Twitter. Usually it leaks first on Twitter. Um, let's see here. We're still waiting. I'm, I'm thinking that uh... – I'm thinking that Denver's going to trade up to number two with the Giants, and the question will be, well, will Elway take another another shot at another quarterback, or is he going Saquon Barkley? That's what I'm curious about. All right, so Albert Breer is saying that the Browns are taking Baker Mayfield. So let's see, if, wait for the official announcement here. Someone on somebody on Facebook right now, Andrew Brandt, saying. Costers trading back for Mac. <laughs> okay, so they are. Uh, Matt Miller also reporting it. Albert Breer, Albert Breer. So appears that the number one pick in the NFL draft for 2018 is going to be Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield. We're just waiting on that for confirmation on the actual draft show, but that's what we're seeing across the board here. Again, Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma. So here it comes. Yep, they take them. Baker Mayfield with the first pick in the first round, surprising everybody. Baker Mayfield's a Brown. Yeah, that does surprise me. Well, since I'm a little more sold on it, he's a six foot, almost six one quarterback from Oklahoma, weighs about 215. He uh, did win the Heisman Trophy last year as the nation's most outstanding player. Reading that right off of the screen, by the way, because I'm lazy. The um, 
All right, we saw Baker Mayfield quite a bit, also as a Buckeye. We uh, have some bad memories from this past year against Baker Mayfield. Of course, the first, uh, last year, uh, Baker's um, first meeting with the, with, the, uh, with the Ohio State, it was a much different story. He had a rough game there. And so in my breakdown of, of Baker Mayfield, is probably going to be a little bit different in years. What do you have on him that I'll get mine? Well, I know that all the Ohio State fans really hated it, but I loved it when he buried the flag. <laughs> well, of course you did, because you hate Ohio State. Uh, I'm not a fan of Ohio State, so uh, a lot of people gave him a hard time for that, and uh, that certainly didn't bother me any. He, uh, he, I, I like him. I think he's he's got good movement. He's not the fastest guy, but he's got good pocket presence, good movement. You know, there's a lot of knocks on him, small hands. His height's only six foot, just, you know, six foot, six foot one. But the guy's got the right kind of attitude. Uh, he can he can throw from either side of the, uh, you know, the field. He's very accurate. And, you know, I, I really think he's – in this year's draft class, I actually think he is one of the better quarterbacks. So for him to go number one doesn't surprise me. I wasn't uh, I wasn't picking Josh Allen to go number one because I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. I was picking him because I thought that's the way Cleveland would go. But I think the, the Browns have a great chance to win now with, with Mayfield as quarterback. Well, I mean, as a guy who watched, and I'm seeing the Browns getting lit up all over all over Twitter, but uh, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with, this is a great move for the Browns. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with it. Um, for one reason, the guy has a competitive nature that is unmatched by any other quarterback in this draft. I'm going to be flat out. He is, if there's one area where there's an intangible for him that is above everybody else, it's, it's that fire. There's that desire to be the best at everything he does you know, it gets it in trouble sometimes. We've seen it in his immaturity, like burying the flag at Ohio Stadium. And I, I wasn't a fan of that. I'm still not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of immature behavior. I'm not a fan of him grabbing his nuts on the sidelines. I'm not real big on any of that. However, I am a fan of the fire he plays the game with. And that's going to be infectious to anybody he's around. And he's, he's accurate. He can make almost every throw. He makes every throw. You know, Benjamin Albright said it well. He said, you know, when... If he was just two inches taller, he's not even talking about this. He's the best quarterback in the draft. So I think it's a great move for the Browns. I think it gives him a guy who is a winner. He has some similarities to Tyrod Taylor, so they can learn off each other. I think it's I think it's a, a good move. I, I think he's got the least amount of risk. I think his his floor is is very high and his ceiling is is higher he's still got a lot of room to grow and i think he can with the right coaching and the right circumstances he could be a very good quarterback in the league well the browns need somebody who's as ready as he is that's that's the honest truth they needed somebody who is not going to need all the coaching up as humanly possible and the giants have their pick in already this is interesting so the giants are up uh, the second pick of the draft that's showing the pick is in. We'll wait to see on that. I'll check Twitter, see if anybody knows on there. Usually, again, Twitter is the first one to know. And what we're seeing here is Barkley. But we'll be sure and we'll check on that in a second. Yeah, I was. I, I heard a lot of rumors today that the 
the Giants were going to trade back. So the fact that they picked, I'm, I'm actually glad they didn't. I think Saquon Barkley would be a great addition to the Giants. All right, so yeah, Albert Breer um, stating here the Giants are taking running back Saquon Barkley. And uh, I have I have some questions about that. I do. Well, what are they? <laughs> well, I want to make sure. I just want to make sure. Yeah, there it goes. I'll run back Saquon Barkley, Penn State. Well, he's a playmaker. He is an outstanding playmaker. I just wonder, given all the other issues the Giants have, if this is the place to take a running back. Well, let me ask you a question. If you could go back to the Rams draft when they drafted Todd Gurley, would you have thought the same thing then, Would that what, knowing what you know now? You know, yeah, I would have, and I would have been wrong. I admit it. But also, let's go back to that draft and where the Rams were at the time. They had more pieces right then at that point than the Giants do. They have, the Giants have issues all across the offensive line. They have – their quarterback is aging. They need a quarterback. So it's not – then again, of course, the Rams need a quarterback as well. So it's, they're different rosters. They're in different situations. But another thing for me is there are other running backs that will be available for the Giants to take that can fill the same role – yeah, I just, yeah, but I don't think they're. I think the. If you look at the overall talent between Saquon Barkley and the next in line in this draft, there's a huge difference, and I, I think. I think that Saquon Barkley is every bit as good as Todd Gurley. Now we'll find that out in the pros. You know, that's just my thoughts, and, and the reason I think that is because he can do all the all-purpose stuff that. Todd Gurley can do, but he's faster and he's even bigger. Well, I'm going to give you a hot take here, being a Big Ten guy, okay? As great as he is, as great as Barkley has shown himself to be, he's also disappeared at times in big games, okay? And that's because he's never really been a big contact guy. He's going to have to take more contact in the NFL. We'll see. I, he's a star, I'm, I'm sure he'll do fine. The Giants have needed a running back for a long time. The Giants aren't the Giants without a good running back. We know that, right? Well, but Todd Gurley took, you know, Todd Gurley doesn't show up some games either. So I understand what you're saying, but you know, when a team comes in and, and all they do is isolate themselves or 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 focus on one player, like you know, last year in the in the Ram or year before last in the Rams' eighth grade offense. It was real easy, you know, for everybody to go, okay, we're just going to guard Todd Gurley and let everything else happen the way it's going to be. So there's going to be games like that. And, and I agree with you. There are times where he doesn't show up. But overall talent, I think this kid, I think he's probably the, the only person I think that I've seen come out of the draft that's better than this kid is Adrian Peterson. I think this kid is top notch. So more than, more than Zeke. Even more than Zeke. Well, and that's the big thing. I thought the Giants made a huge mistake a couple of years ago when they passed on Zeke. And that's when they should have taken Zeke in, the, in that first round. They passed on him. And years later here, now they don't have a running back, and now their quarterback's old and decrepit. And here they are taking a running back again. 
Now, if that being what it is, I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised if the Giants trade back in the first round? I could see it happening, but they're also, you know, early in the second. So, I don't know. It, it depends. They'll probably go offensive line next. Depends on who's there. There's a lot of good players there on offensive line. And I don't, you know, it'll, it'll depend on how they fall. You know, as I predicted a couple days ago, I, I think there's going to be a run on offensive linemen. Uh, I think it's going to be quarterbacks early and then offensive linemen. And if that happens, there may not be much left, and they may have to trade up if that's what they're really looking for. So we'll, we'll see. But I think, you know, <laughs> Odell Beckham, um, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you team up, you team up a guy like Saquon Barkley with Odell Beckham Jr. That offense suddenly gets a lot more difficult to cover. Well, I was just thinking the Giants do have some weapons. They're not barren. They have some talent there. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's they 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 are primed for a quick turnaround. With the right offensive mind there, and the right, hopefully, offensive line for them. They can they can turn around pretty quickly. They have pieces. It's just a question of how soon they'll be able to gel. I, they're they're a lot better than than they were record wise last year. I mean, they struggled, sure, but I think a lot of that had to do with coaching. To be honest, I I think that they can turn it around real quickly, and I think Saquon Barkley brings them the tool that they need to do that. Well, the Giants always do. The Giants are rarely ever down for long. They've always been a class organization that make things happen. That, which of course irritates me because we we've, we've watched the Rams be a crap organization up until recently, and. Um, you could be jealous from afar that you know, we're watching teams like the Giants and the Patriots and the Steelers always compete and always be there and rarely ever be down. And, of course, our team was just horrible for so long. Hopefully that's changed. Well, the Jets are on the clock now with less than three minutes left to go, and I think they're obviously looking for a quarterback. Here. Picks in. Let's see what we can find. So who, who do you think? Your TV's a hair ahead of mine, so I'm a little jealous. Um, I, I think they're going to take – I gotta think they'd take Sam Darnold, wouldn't they? I actually think they might. You know, I was wrong the first time, but I think they might go Josh Rosen. I think I think Josh Rosen's a better fit in New York. He might be, but well, is that offensive line strong enough there? Because Josh Rosen's not going to move around whole much. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I'll I'll tell you, all the talk about Sam Darnold going number one, I I really don't see. I, I don't I he was my fourth best quarterback in this draft. So if Darnold's what you're thinking, they may take him, but I, I really don't see him I, I think Josh Rosen's a much better fit. Okay, we're seeing right now we're seeing Darnold on Twitter. We'll wait and see for real. I'm not seeing anybody that I would consider a great source on it. Just waiting to see. I'm wondering if the uh, the whole Josh Allen story today affects him. If it does cause a drop, I would hope it doesn't. You know, for mistakes in the past, but you never know. Here we go. All right. So the Jets take Sam Darnold out of USC. It's a. Uh, I called this one right. How about that? I'm special. There you go. Special Ed, uh, he's six foot three, um, two twenty. He is. I'm. I can tell you that I'm not a huge Darnold fan. I had to be convinced on him quite a bit. He um, has a high ceiling, 
but he is mistake prone. He does make a lot of mistakes. Uh, mistakes he makes are fixable. He tends to not have his hand on the football, uh, causes fumbles. He will also make the occasional crappy throw. Um, of course, and if you watch the Ohio State USC game, the bowl game there, Ohio State's defense completely shut him down and made him look like a rookie football player at any level. It made him look really bad. So he still has a lot of developing to go. I do think he's got, you know, good talent. I just wonder if he's everything that the scouts are saying he is. Well, I like my floor and ceiling comparisons. His floor isn't quite where I want it to be, and I don't think he has as high a ceiling as a Josh Allen or even uh, Lamar Jackson. Wow. Going Lamar Jackson there. So I I think Lamar Jackson's probably the roughest raw talent and probably has the highest ceiling out of all the quarterbacks. He's just the biggest risk to take early. Uh, So – I just I think Rosen was more pro ready, and I think the Jets are wanting to win right away. And I think that he would have brought them a better chance to do that uh, as a leader on the field, and you know just being able to call the plays and and run the offense. Sam Darnold, I just don't think he's ready to go out there. You know, McCown's probably going to have to play uh, this year with Sam Darnold there. I think if they'd have brought Rosen in you might have been able to see Rosen take over in week four or week five if, if McCown's struggling. So, I don't know. It's all a matter of opinion, and everybody's, you know, everybody's got one. But uh, I'm not surprised to see, you know, to see him go here. But uh, I, I, think, I think the Jets could have done better if they would have taken Josh Rosen. Well, the problem with Rosen, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more when he does get picked, you know, Rosen has – "Quote unquote," the prettiest pass, the prettiest throws. He's, and of course, in the LA market, we know him pretty well. He, he's got a lot. He got a ton of heart. He's a leader on the field. You know how many times did he bring UCLA back without a defense? UCLA had like no defense during the entire time he was there. The entire time he was there, he always brought that team back. Um, the problem, of course, is his mobility is not what everybody else would want him to be. He needs. He's a, he's a straight up pocket quarterback, and he's going to be limited by that as to what offenses he can play in. Will the Jets have would the Jets have had a strong enough offensive line to protect him as a more a straight up pocket quarterback? And that goes for any team. That you know some people have said that he'll wind up with the Cardinals. I would if he wasn't the Cardinals, that boy's gonna get killed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So now the question is will Cleveland trade back? Or will they stay? If they stay, I think they go Chubb. If you put Chubb next to, next to, uh, is it Miles Garrett? Yeah, Miles Garrett. You put those two on the same line. Your your defensive edge rushers suddenly got really good. Well, there was some belief they would trade back with the Bills, um, from four to them to twelve, and also get twenty two. At twelve, they could possibly get Denzel Ward. That's what some people have mocked them. And, and one thing the Browns have faced criticism for over the years is the lack of actual Ohio State picks. They haven't picked an Ohio State player in years. And they're saying you get, they don't pick winners. They don't pick players that have been winning for a long time. And so all of a sudden now you're seeing Denzel Ward slotted to them at a lower place. And you, you wonder, uh, will that 
that that lack of Ohio State pick, uh, what's it called, streak will end. And I don't know. I don't. The the Browns need a change in mentality. They gotta go get winners. They went and got Mayfield. He's a winner. So whoever they take here, if it's the fourth pick or they trade down, they gotta take somebody who knows how to win. That's what I would be concerned with. Want to see them win. That's why I think Chubb's a perfect pit for them. They, they already have enough picks. I mean, they've got enough youth on that team to pay rookie salaries for the next five years. <laughs> so well, I really don't think they need more picks. I think they need quality. And uh, Chubb would make them extremely good in a hurry on defense. Well, another idea, too, is if they trade it back, could they possibly get some picks and get McGlinchey, attack or replace Joe Thomas? Yeah, that's possible. I mean, there's a lot of scenarios. And, you know, Buffalo, I think a lot of it will depend on Buffalo and where where they want to go. If they're, if they're going quarterback and if they, you know, I, I heard early on that they were, they were after Baker Mayfield and if he wasn't there, they weren't going to trade up, you know, is, is Josh Allen still going to be on the board because of the whole tweet thing? Is he going to fall to them? I guess that's a lot more possible now. Uh, do they go Josh Rosen? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, they already got their quarterback, so they're not going to go Josh Rosen. So, I don't know. I I think they either go Chubb or they trade back. I think that's the only two things that they'll well, do. Saying the pick is in. Let's see what they do. I mean, Chubb's a good pick for them. Chubb is a good pick for them. I, I would think so. And that fits what Greg Williams wants to do. Yep. We know, we know Greg Williams very well. He loves he loves those defensive ends. He, he will make a killing with those defensive ends. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, <laughs> you throw your GM hat on all you want, and it never, most of the time, it doesn't work out. So, you know, I'm sure Mayock is going. Well, this this isn't how my mock draft was set up. <laughs> Rich Hammond from the Orange County Register has a picture of the Rams' war room up right now. It's freaking hilarious. It's getting tense here with just 24 hours ago before the Rams' initial pick. And, and being tense means there's nothing there at all. There's nobody in the room. It's just got lights on. That's it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I heard that on day three, on the day three part of the draft, the Rams are going to announce from Inglewood from the stadium site. Yeah, they are. They that's, are. That's pretty cool. Well. Just, come on now. We're waiting. Come on, Roger. You ran a faster 40 than Eisen, so. Get your get your buns up there and announce it. Check this out. Oh. Wow! <laughs> We're just talking about Ohio State's Denzel Ward. It's the first time they've taken an Ohio State player in eons. Okay, uh, Denzel Ward. He is one fast dude. He is a shutdown corner. The problem with him is he's late blooming. He didn't really kind of come out and, and make his move as a player until probably early to mid-2017, and then he just blossomed. He, he blossomed all the way out. Um, he's a, a true shutdown corner in every way possible. He was the best guy in the secondary for, the, for Ohio State this year. He, However, 
it's that height. And many scouts had him thinking at 5'10", will he be able to match up against the league's best? Is he better off as a slot corner, so on and so forth? Obviously, the Browns think otherwise. They think he's going to be a shutdown corner for them for a long time. So I wasn't hating on him because he was at Ohio State, but he was my third corner, not my first. And the height is part of it. He doesn't have the, the break speed. You know, if you throw a quick out route, uh, you know, you watch, you know, like Tremaine Johnson, even though he didn't have great straightaway speed, his break speed was pretty good, and he liked to jump those routes. And I just – Denzel just doesn't have those kind of – that kind of speed to jump a route. And so as, as much as you're high on him because he's Ohio State and stuff, I, I really don't – I don't see him being – a fourth, you know, a fourth overall pick. I saw him going around 12 or 14 uh, just because I think there's better corners on the board. Well, I think it says a lot about how the Browns feel about him because they took him there and they probably could have traded down and got him a little bit later. I don't see, I mean, some folks had him going between 7 and 10. I can see that. But. We know they were taking calls for four. We know, at the very least, the Bills were interested in moving up. The fact that they stayed there and took him tells me how convinced they are that Denzel Ward is a guy. So Either that or they didn't get offered enough for four. Yeah, you, you got to think, though, if you if you move down to 12, there's a chance he'll be there, a chance he won't be there. That's the guy they want. You know, I think that's who you just stick around and take. I mean, so... I'm I'm okay with the pick for them. There are going to be those who hate the pick. I think that overall, giving his ceiling, and you talk, you just said floor and ceiling, his ceiling is, to me, higher than any cornerback in the draft. And to me, it's lower than any cornerback in the draft. See, well, I think uh, I watched him more than you. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you. you may have watched him more live than me, but I've watched a lot of tape on him. And uh, I spent a lot of time because for a while there, we thought the Rams were going to have to go corner until all the trades happened. Mm-hmm. And I watched a lot of corner film. And, of course, I watched him because he was projected to be the best corner in the draft. And I, I honestly don't believe his ceiling is as high as some of the other corners that are coming out. So I, I'm not hating on him because he's Ohio State. I know you're thinking that, but that's not why. I, I, I truly graded him. And I, I, I had him sitting at my third best corner. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, hey, he gets to stay close to, to where he went to school. And he, he gets to go play with a young football team that's got a lot of great players on it. And if they can put it together, they could be tough. So it's not a bad pick. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I didn't have him going quite that high. Well, they are getting hit hard on Twitter for this. Um, let's see here. They are getting... They're getting hit hard for it. I see Mike Tawarda, Cameron Silva, Vinny Bonsignor, all hitting them pretty good. I just don't think – I think I think the Browns went with their person. I think the Browns went with their guy. And you know what? I'm not going to fault them for it. This isn't enough. To me, this isn't enough. They, they could have – they could have traded back and probably still got them. But they weren't willing to risk it, so they went and got their guy. That's how much they believe in him. So I'm not going to fault him. I, I know how good he is or can be. So to me, the only thing that really is bad for him is his height. Yeah, I mean, 
like I said, he, he's, he's got some issues, but he's a, he's a darn good player, obviously. All right, so Denver's pick is in. Do you think they go cornerback or do they go offensive line and take Quentin Nelson? Um, I think they would be their quarterback. With if, Josh Allen sitting there? If Josh Allen or Josh Rosen is their quarterback, then yes. If it's not, I say, if it's not, I think they go Quentin Nelson. See here. We're still, we're still waiting here. We're still we so deep in that, that war conversation. Yeah. I mean, Denver could use some help on their offensive line. So Quentin Nelson would be a great pick for him, especially, you know, how they like to run the ball. But they also have Case Keenum as their starter. They paid him pretty well. But Case Keenum would be a good guy to run the offense while they're grooming their next franchise quarterback. The question is, is Josh Allen or Josh Rosen their next franchise quarterback? Yeah, Twitter's saying Bradley Chubb right now. There really? We go. Yeah. Well, that would be quite the pairing with uh, uh, like uh, Von, Von Miller. Yeah, Von Miller. Bradley Chubb. Wow. Well, good for them. They they went a totally different direction. I'm I'm not doing so well here today. That's okay. Well, so what's Chubb gonna do for Denver? Adding him with Von Miller. Well, it makes that whole defensive line a lot scarier, doesn't it? It sure does. Just kind of waiting here to get the official announcement. We're just, I'm just seeing this all on Twitter. Sorry for the awkward pauses first. We're just kind of waiting for Roger Goodell to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my volume on. I can hear it through yours. So. <laughs> I right, turn that down. All right, so there it goes. It's official. Denver Broncos take defensive end Bradley Chubb. I'll go ahead, go for it. Talk about Bradley Chubb. Oh, Chubb's a, a great player. He's going to be. You know, he'll go 10 to 12 years in the NFL, probably make three or four Pro Bowls. Uh, he's not hes not a Miles Garrett. He's not, uh, he, he's not top tier echelon, but he is solid. We'll give them a good pass rush, and uh, I, they can't go wrong by choosing him. I honestly, if you were to rank a player by talent, on the board, I would have I would have had Saquon number one and Bradley Chubb number two. That's how high I think of him. He's a very very solid player. All right, so Ian Rapport, this is an interesting note here. The Broncos select Bradley Chubb at number five. It was Denzel Ward or Chubb if no quarterback. I mean, Von Miller and Chubb is decent. So there you go. They were going to take Ward at five, if. Was to take one of those two if Chubb wasn't there. So. We're going to keep going back to Ward, aren't we? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I guess I understand a little bit why the Browns took Denzel Ward. They probably knew he wasn't going to be there. That was their guy. Yeah, if that's who they really wanted, that's what they had to do. Pro Football Talk is noting that uh, per they were the Browns were heavily leaning towards Chubb this morning, and then during the day they changed their mind. Hmm. 
That's interesting. So who's on the board now? The Colts? The Colts are on the board. You know, they've got so many holes. They could go any direction. <laughs> they really could. Well, we, we know the one thing they're not doing is, is a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Right? So they're, they, need, they need some players, and they need, some, they need a lot of help. And although they could – Well, their pick's in already. Wow. Well, okay. Once they traded. Quentin Nelson. That's what I'm guessing. It would be smart. They need help on the O-line big time. I like it when they put their picks in quickly. I don't like having to wait around. No, nah, neither why. Man, the Browns are getting killed on Twitter, man. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with their picks. Well, I yeah, I mean, their their first overall pick, there's nothing wrong with. Uh, their second pick is a little controversial, but no one saw no one saw him going that high. Well, I mean, there's a chance he would win at five, so we, you know, I guess a few of us are fooled. Yeah, I mean, I I've been watching a lot of, you know, I'm not a mat, uh, not a junkie for mock drafts or anything like that, but I've been checking out a lot of them and and listening to a lot of, you know, a lot of podcasts and a lot of other experts talking, and it, you know, Ward wasn't ranked that high by most, so I was a little surprised to see him go there. But hey, you know, and Jeff, they, Jeff Risen from Browns Wires saying not throw a Denzel Ward, good player, but not my top cornerback and not a guy I was interested in for any team in the top 10. He helps Browns, no question. We'll see. I mean, there'll be a, there'll also be the fact he'll be playing, he'll be playing close to home. He went to Ohio State, he'll play in Cleveland, he knows the area, that'll be, there'll be comfort for him. Um, I'm totally, I think it's, I'm, I'm a pioneer minority. I think it's a fine pick. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a homer for you. Well, that's not why I think it's a fine pick. Here we go. Colt selection. All right. They take Quentin Nelson, guard. Yeah. Notre Dame. That makes Great a, pick for them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It was once, once he was still on the board at this point, I, I was pretty sure that's where he was going to go. This guy is a mean, big, just brawling tough son of a gun i honestly i think he's probably one of the best players in the draft and obviously taking him at, at pick six shows that he is pretty much the picture perfect football player for that position big strong tough nasty just just lets it rip <laughs> six foot five 325 you know, the colts have needed help on the offensive line for a long time. It, towards Even towards the end of Peyton Manning's tenure there, they were getting destroyed up front. Uh, they they kind of, you know, Peyton Manning in a lot of ways, just because he was Peyton Manning, covered up for a lot of the holes in the Colts roster. And then they went and got Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck then turned around and, and covered some of the holes in the roster. And then, of course, he gets hurt, and then we see what's really underneath the facade of what the Colts wore. And that was, that was a roster that needed a lot of help, especially on the offensive line. So now here we are. They will get that help with Nelson. I, it's, it's, 
the best pick they need is not a beautiful pick by any means. I mean, this guy's not I mean beautiful pick by, you know, in terms of flashy, a guard. He's a guard who will play in this league 10 to 15 years. He may become a Hall of Famer one day if he stays healthy and develops the way he should. So, yeah, he's he's the guy the Colts need to help solidify and protect Andrew Luck and, and you know, hopefully save that guy's career. Well, now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock, and it they need some help too. They've got quite a few holes. I'm I'm leaning towards safety for them. I think they need some help in the secondary. I mean, a lot of help in the secondary. Probably they probably need a corner more than anything, but I think I think they'll probably go towards Minka Fitzpatrick. Because he's a safety that can play, he can he can play slot corner. He's so flexible. I mean, it's, that's probably a great pick for them. Well, plus he's a Florida State guy, so. Oh no! Excuse me. He's an Alabama guy. Oof! Sorry, didn't mean to make that mistake. He's an Alabama guy. Well, you're gonna have some folks calling the show, cussing you out. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I, I I was thinking of somebody else. No, he's an Alabama guy. He's. He's his floor is solid and his ceiling is really high. I I think he's a, a really good pick for them. I there's there's other people that could probably go in that position, but I really see him going there. Another bad another another good choice for them might be Tremaine Evans. Boy, man, they're getting hit hard. The Browns are getting hit so hard. <laughs> it's. It's, um, I'm still kind of in, in awe here. Let's see what the uh, – well, what about uh, what about Derwin James? Derwin James is who I was thinking of when I said Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. Derwin, Derwin James, Fitzpatrick. I, I like the Fitzpatrick pick for them there. He just, they, need, they need talent. They need flexibility. I think it's a good – I think that would be a good move for them. Yeah. I mean, they could also go Roquan Smith. They have a lot of options. They need a lot of help on defense. They also need a lot of help on offensive line. Uh, with Quentin Nelson gone, I don't really think there's an offensive lineman that should go this early, but it could be the start of a run, so you never know. But uh, I, I, I would have to say make a Fitzpatrick or, or uh, Derwin. Let's find out what's going to be. Oh, there's a trade. The Buffalo Bills have traded up with the with the Buccaneers. The Bills are now on the clock. I guess we know they're going for their quarterback. Yeah. So who's it going to be? Uh, Josh Allen. It's going to be Josh Allen. Well, I don't know if that's a, is that good for them. Well, He's not going to. I mean, who do the Buffalo Bills have to be their quarterback? AJ McKinnon, right? Well, that's their guy right now. They have. Uh, didn't they get uh, what's his face from Minnesota? Um, uh, Tay Bridgewater went to the Jets. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. So check this out. Adam Schefter mentioned this, and I know you're going to beat me on the Denzel Ward thing. He mentioned this. Browns take Ohio State cornerback Denzel Ward with the pick they got from Houston for last year's one, Deshaun Watson. So... Let's get off of the Denzel Ward thing. 
Um, no, no, I'm just, I'm just looking at the comments there. Yeah, what I want to say is Buffalo is a cold weather state. A lot of snow, a lot of cold weather. Josh Allen playing in Wyoming, playing a lot of cold. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Josh Rosen, you know, he'd be a good fit in New York, and Buffalo's in New York. However, he's a UCLA guy, used to playing in the heat. I just think Josh Allen's probably the best pick for him right now. He's, he's Devel- hmm? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. But developmentally, Rosen's more ready. And the Bills pretty much, who's our guy? A.J. McKinnon? Yeah, I, I have- that, That's it. That's your guy. Nathan Peterman? We, we saw Nathan Peterman play. Yeah, so, Rosen's, Rosen's more ready, but Rosen's ceiling is a lot lower. And that's that's why I'm thinking that they may be willing to take a risk on, on Allen. Well, we're going to find out real quick because uh, Mr. Goodell is walking to the podium. So. Oh, it's saying right here on Twitter is Josh Allen. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. And so they take Josh Allen is a Buffalo Bill, goes number uh, number seven. I wonder what the uh, Bills gave up for that. I don't know, but I, I think they were high on him, and I think they were high on Baker Mayfield. And, you know, Josh Allen, like I said, cold-weather quarterback, uh, got a rocket for an arm, got a lot of things he needs to work on, but I, I really think that he's a better fit in Buffalo than Rosen was. Uh like you said, Rosen, I think, is more more ready. But I think the ceiling on this kid's a lot higher. I mean, you look at his measurables, you know, he's almost 6'5", 237. He's mobile, got a really strong arm. If he could just get a little bit better with his footwork and his accuracy, which just takes time and coaching. I mean, think about the amount of coaching he got in college compared to what he's going to get in the pros. And... Who did he have to throw to in college? I mean, you and I could have been receivers for Wyoming and given them just as good a shot. They really didn't have any talent there at wide receiver. So, sure, it's going to be tougher for him in the pros because the defenses are much better, but his weapons are going to be a lot better. And, and I think this is probably a good pick for Buffalo. Lindsay Theory. Of L.A. Times writer Josh Rose is going to come back and haunt so many teams. That's what she's standing on Twitter. Um, that may be it. Josh Allen, though, I, I'm not a fan of the pick. I, I get why Buffalo did it. I wonder what Buffalo's plan is now. Are they are they just packing it in for next year and they're going to build for 2019? Is that what they're going to do now? Because your your quarterback next year, J.J. McKinnon. That's just who's going to be. It's not going to be Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a one to two year project. He's not. You can't. You can only coach accuracy so much. My problem with him is the accuracy. It is the footwork. You know, we've seen a lot of big armed quarterbacks come in this league and, and fall apart. In fairness, I mean, the one that comes to mind is Jamarcus Russell, but Jamarcus Russell was a lot more immature than Josh Allen is. So I'll give him. I'll give him that. Yeah. I. I mean, overall, I think the kid's not bad. I. I mean, I know we've had some critics come on and, and say some really bad things about him. I don't think he's all that either, to be honest. But he does have some unique talents that if he's coached up right, 
I think he could be a good fit for some teams, and I think Buffalo is one of those teams. If if he's given time to develop. Yeah, if they throw him in the fire starting off next year, first game, and he goes out there and gets crushed, yeah, it's probably not a good thing for him. So who's up? who's up next? Well... Who's up now? Let's see here. We're so we're so focused on that. Right now, number eight on the board. Well, he's getting shut down quarter on Yahoo's giving them a C minus for that pick. <laughs> 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 Takes all the heat off of Denzel the Denzel Ward pick. Let's see here. Um the order now. Come on. It's going to be Chicago. It's up right now. Chicago has so many different needs. That defense is on is on par, man. It's a good defense. Could use some offensive line help. Could use some offensive weapon help. Where do you see them going? Uh, I see them going Roquan Smith or, or Tremaine Edmonds. It's been a long time since the Bears have had you know, an outstanding linebacker by the name of uh, Brian Erlocker. Yeah, They're known for their linebackers. Let's see what they do. The pick's in. I think Edmonds brings them the best choice as far as wanting to be, like, replacing Erlocker. I think, I think Edmonds will be that good eventually. I mean, the kid's 19 years old. And the guys that young, though, also because they're that young and – there's also that that floor effect too. Are you really ready for this at 19? Who knows? Yeah, I think his floor is is close and his ceiling is crazy. So we'll see. But I think they want to get a good solid middle linebacker. Um, Edmonds can play in a three four as a middle, and Roquan can play middle. So I think it's one of those two linebackers. And then our favorite team is up next. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Honestly, I'm hoping that they, if they, if, uh, this could be two linebackers back to back. If Chicago takes Edmonds or Roquan Smith, then I bet the Niners take the other one. They have a couple of different knees on defense there too, so. Yeah, they do, but uh, they they just basically lost their, star metal linebacker to prison so or, or soon to be in prison oh haven't you heard haven't you heard yeah the witness recanted so maybe not yeah we'll see fair selection all right Roquan Smith going to the Bears this is a great pick for Chicago. I agree. Outstanding move. Yep. So now Tremaine Edmonds is going to be a niner. Think so? Unless they trade back. There Let's is, talk about... There is a chance they could take McGlinchey, though. Yeah, they could use tackle, that's for sure. Uh, to protect old, old boy Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Okay, well, Roquan Smith, he was the guy that, well, he's, he was the heir apparent in Georgia. Another, another guy came before him by the name of Alec Ogletree. Roquan Smith is that next guy, to, the 2017 SEC Defensive Player of the Year. He is expected to be a star in this league. And uh, for the longest, longest time, we were hoping by some miracle that Ohio, not, not, excuse me, Ohio State, I'm on Ohio State tonight, that the Rams, if in the first round, would possibly move for him. But now you see he went at eight. There's no way they would have been able to move up for him, though. There's just no way they could have. So, you know, a good place for him to go. Chicago is a, is a linebacker haven. It always has been. It, it's just a heck of a move for the Bears to get a talent like that. The only the only knock on Roquan Smith is his coverage. Other than that, he's a phenomenal player. He's going to be probably several Pro Bowls. And uh, uh, he's going to be a stud in the league. He really is. So the Bears, the Bears did well with that pick, uh, which, I mean, unless the Niners trade back, I see either Tremaine Edmonds or McGlinchey going to him. You do realize that the Rams have the Bears on their schedule this year with now Roquan Smith. They have Bradley Chubb on, on the schedule now as well. For the Broncos, on the same side as Von Miller, that's going to be those. You're going to see some serious physicality in those two games. Sure. No, the, I mean those teams are getting better, and we're getting better too. So it's going to be interesting. I like the pick though for Chicago. I think Rokon Smith is a great choice for them, and and uh, I guess we'll see. Let's see here. Still waiting on what that trade was. Do we, we able to see yet who they got, who the who the Bills gave up, what the Bills gave up? Okay, here you go. The uh, the Bills gave up two second round picks to make the move up to seven. That's it. They didn't give their first two. It says they gave up two second round picks. Well, yeah, but no, because it just showed Tampa Bay on the clock at twelve, and the Bills were well, at twelve. Well, I'm not seeing – I'm just seeing what Vinny Bonsignor said. I'm not sure there's something else to it. Is it a first and two second rounders or is it um, – Well, it had to be their first because um, because they don't have their – they don't have their uh, 12th pick now. So it looks like they traded the 12 and the second round pick this year and – a second round pick next year. They have a twenty-two. Ouch. That's what it's looking like. Ouch. But I, we need the official here. That's a that's a high price for Josh Allen. <laughs> Hearing the 49ers take McGlinchey. Well, you know, with their head coach, who's very similar in the way he thinks as far as offense to our coach. Uh, getting a tackle would not surprise me at all. I'm actually happier with that choice if that's who they took. Want to keep the weapons out of their hands? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see them work on their offense a little more than their defense right now. Just waiting to see here. The officialism I'm seeing is on Twitter. They're saying McGlinchey, um but I'm still trying to find all of the 
all this, the, the trade data here. Yeah, it may take a while, though. It doesn't always pop up right away. Let's see here. So if they take McGlinchey, that puts up the Raiders. And if the Raiders are up next, then, you know, you never know with Gruden. But uh, I think Edmonds is probably a good choice there, too. Mike McGlinchey. All right, tell us about Mike McGlinchey. Uh, he's a great tackle. Probably play a couple years at right and then move to left. Uh, just a solid, solid player. I mean, he's a huge dude. He's almost 6'8", about 310 pounds. Uh just he's just what you would want in an offensive lineman he's hard worker he loves the game of football and he's powerful and having you know quentin nelson along next to him those two were absolute road graders so i he's a good pick for the 49ers uh you know with what they want to do on offense and pr protect their new quarterback it's probably a good choice for them Just waiting to see, you know, the next big surprise. Honestly, we've only had one trade this far. I thought we'd see more. I did, too. I did, too. So it's uh, it's it's been a slow mover in that respect. We keep seeing the pick is in, and it keeps surprising us. <laughs> well, some folks had McClinchy dropping all the way to the second round. Yeah, no, I knew that wasn't going to happen. He might have gone in the 20s, but... Uh, I had a feeling Shanahan was was eyeing him just because of his style and, and what he likes to do. You know, even though McGlinchey's a big dude at 6'8", he's, he's not as heavy. So he's got, you know, quick feet, good movement, and the way they like to scheme in their offense, he's a good choice for them. I'll take it over a, a skill player here too, by the way. I think you're more down. Um, you know, this this – Four team is getting better. They're regarded as being a competitor for the Rams next year. Where, how do, how well do you think the Four have done this off season and being ready to compete full on next year? I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, another couple of years, maybe, but I don't think they're there yet. You know, they, and it doesn't seem to matter what kind of talent the the Niners have. They always seem to play us tough, whether we're should be a better team or not. Uh, just because of the rivalry and, and, you know, what the game means. So they're always going to compete against us. But overall, talent-wise, I don't think they're as good. Oh, we got a trade. The Cardinals have moved up to take the pick from the Raiders. Can we say Josh Rosen? I would think it's either Josh Rosen. I'd be really shocked if they, uh, they moved up for another quarterback. We were just, Josh. We were just talking about how uh, – how trades haven't been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, and if the Cardinals go get Josh Rosen here, they better, they better go out of their way right now to go get themselves an offensive line. Yeah. You don't think that they're going to go after Lamar Jackson, do you? Um, no. I think he would have been there. When they pick, he's yeah. only picking just a little bit further down. Yeah, they had to have gone after Josh Rosen. That's the only. That's the only way this trade makes sense. 
So let's see here. Yep. <laughs> it's Twitter's going crazy. Rest in peace, Rosen. <laughs> 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 All right. So the Raiders, that pick, by the way, the Raiders trade down to number 15 overall for picks 79 and 152. So they got two extra picks, pick 79 and 152 from the Cardinals to move down a couple spots. So how, how on earth was I able to get the Raiders trade numbers, but not the, uh, the Buffalo one? It's driving me nuts. <laughs> well, I, if they would have stayed at 15, I think they would have, and if Rosen was off the board, I think they would have taken Lamar Jackson. So, there, there was that thought in my head that that might be a possibility. You don't think that uh, – <laughs> I've heard that the Packers have been thinking about moving up a little bit, and uh, you don't think they're, they're going to bring in a quarterback with who they have at quarterback, do you? I wouldn't surprise me. Aaron Rodgers is no spring chicken. Well, and wouldn't – wouldn't Lamar Jackson be a great quarterback to come in and learn from him for a couple of years? Kind of remind yeah. you of the whole Brett Favre situation, you know. There's also been talk about Aaron Rodgers and his his extension, how much it'll possibly cost. So it is getting to that point where teams like the Packers and the Steelers, for that matter, and the Patriots have to start thinking about that next guy. Right. Well, and the Patriots have been, you know, they've got a, quite a few picks too, so – and there's been a lot of talk about them looking to move up, but you never know with them. They could pick somebody you don't even expect and move up 15 slots to get them, and you think it's the stupidest move in the world, and it turns out to be a crazy great move, and you know, hence the Patriots. But I, I did expect the Cardinals to move up. I didn't expect them to move up this late. I thought they would have moved up earlier. I think if Arians was still going to be their coach, uh, they probably would have gone after Josh Allen because I think Josh Allen's the kind of quarterback that he would have liked. Um, but now uh, this is this has got to be for Rosen. It's got to be. All right, so by the way, I finally found it. I feel so much better about myself now. Got some self-esteem back. The Buccaneers traded their seventh and their 255th overall picks to the Bills for their 12th, their 53rd, and their 56th overall picks. So two second-rounders this year. And the 12th. So there you go. There's the trade. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a pretty uh, pretty expensive uh, move for Josh Allen. All right, while we're waiting for the news, let's give a shout-out to our sponsor out there at the Golden Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. That's Sal Martinez. He runs this amazing place for all football fans to visit. And that's right. It's a barbershop. When you walk in this place, it's all Rams all the time. Jerseys, helmets, murals, photos, pictures, everything you could possibly have. Most importantly, though, you get a great cut and the awesome barbershop experience. We'll sit there and talk football with you the whole time. If you, if you like that barbershop experience, if you like being able to talk football, Sal's a great guy to go to. Give him a call at 714-894-7267. Again, 714-894-7267. 7267 promo code Rams talk, by the way. Use that promo code. And he's open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Again, the Golden Ram Barbershop at 714-894-7267. And we're still waiting for this pick. Here we go. The Cardinal selection at number 10. 
I think um, that I think they move up and take Josh Rosen in front of Miami. I think that's the reason they had to make that move because I think Miami would have taken Rosen. They might have. Here they go. Yep. All right. So there we go. You say quarterback Josh Rosen is now an Arizona Cardinal. The 10th pick in the draft. Um, well, what do you want to say about it? Well, I think he's probably the best choice for him in the sense that we know how much Palmer gets hurt. And he's probably the most pro-ready. Well, a couple concerns for him, though. Josh Rosen also has had his injury history. The Cardinals have issues with their offensive line. They've had him for a while. They've had him going back to the Kurt Warner years. There are serious concerns. Can you protect this guy? He's not a smooth mover out of the pocket. He's a pocket guy. And this could be a great pick for the Cardinals if they protect him. He's incredibly intelligent. He's got a, a really big heart for football. You know, a lot of folks have an issue with him because of this this kind of feeling that he is, you know, he'll question authority, he'll question things. I like guys like that personally who will challenge a coach and wants to be challenged. He's not disrespectful. His his fan is uh, sorry, his teammates really enjoy playing with him. You know, he, it's a great pick for the Cardinals if they can protect him. I just question whether or not they can protect him. That's my big question. Yeah, no, he needs to uh, he needs to get some Kevlar. <laughs> get some Kevlar. He's facing the Rams defense twice a year, and we know what the Rams do to Cardinal quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be pretty for a while unless they pick up some good offensive linemen to help him out. And if he's playing behind Sam Bradford, you mean to tell me Sam Bradford's not going to get hurt this year? Josh Rosen will play this year. Yeah, I, I said Palmer. I didn't mean to say Palmer. I meant to say Bradford. Sorry. Well, it doesn't matter. They're both injury prone. Yeah. Palmer's gone, but he, you know, how many times did the Rams wreck Palmer? Yeah. Well, and and you know, you know, the Rams are going to be licking their chops to go after Bradford. And then they'll be licking their chops to go after Rosen too. Yep. You know, and he he, I'm I'm a Rosen fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Rosen fan. I believe. He will be a great pro, but he had to be a great pro in the right system. He's so intelligent. He really is. He can he can read anything. He can make all the throws. It's just that he has to be in the right system because he's not athletic enough to get away from a lot of the pressure that's going to come his way. What? And you know that, that's that's the downside for him. That's why I thought that the picks being swapped. I thought that. Darnold would have been better for the Cardinals and Rosen would have been better for the Jets. I think the two systems would have helped those players better in that case. Uh, Darnold being more mobile, I think would have been a better fit in, in Arizona, but it is what it is. Uh, Rosen better get healthy and better get strong. But he, but he, you know, just watching the film, he still has a lot of poise he still will make a throw and take a hit. It's not that. It's the fact that he's going to get hit. He's going to 
face pressure, and he doesn't have the escapability that other quarterbacks have. All right, Miami picking at number 11 here. That pick's already in. Vita Vea. That's my guess. They got a Vita Vea at 11. They're gonna That's re- your guess. They're going to replace Sue. I don't. There's not a quarterback left on the board that I would take this early. I don't think Jackson goes this early to Miami. I think if Miami wanted him, they would have traded back. So it, since they took their pick now, if I were them, they need to replace a hole in the you know on the defensive line with Sue being gone, and I think Vita Vea is the the best fit. By the way, on the red carpet, did you see his full name? No. Oh, my goodness. It's like there's no chance in the world that I would have ever been able to pronounce half of it, much less. It's, it's like, it's like eight, eight names long. So Vita Vea is the best way to say it. <laughs> just, I've heard Vita Vea, Vita, Vita Vea. Yep. I've heard. Vel, you know, might just go Velveeta. I've heard Vita Vea. <laughs> So, Here we go. Oh, that's a good pick, too. That's a good pick. They take Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Safety. Good pick for that Miami defense. Yep, that is a good pick. They surprised me. But, yeah, that is a very good pick. I had him going much earlier. So, uh, great pick for him, for or for Miami. You know, Ian Rapport saying if Dolphins stay wherever they were and take Bama defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick, a player they never thought would be there. Well, guess what? He's there. And they got him. No, that's that's a good move for them, too. I mean, there's still some good guys on the board. You know, you got Tremaine Evans still sitting there. Uh, you still got uh, Marcus, Marcus Davenport. Well, Rashad Jones is, in, is there in Miami. Also, they have... TJ McDonald in Miami as well. So they're, they're safety heavy. You know, Derwin James is still out there. Yeah, I mean, there's... Mike Hughes. Here we go. Cornerback Mike Hughes. There's, you know, there's still a lot of good players left out there. Well, this is funny. Chris Trapasso... Um, He's a uh, – see who he is. CBS NFL draft writer, okay, mm-hmm. for the Bills. All right, this is what he had. This is, this is – I kind of got a kick out of this. For Bills fans, Josh Allen isn't Christian Hackenberg. He's not EJ Manuel. He's a better prospect than those two. My comparison for him was floor, Jake Locker, ceiling, Jay Cutler. Uh, what happened to Jay Cutler's career? <laughs> if you're saying the best he can be is Jay Cutler – that's not that's 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 average starting quarterback in the NFL. We had a couple really good years, but his attitude got in his way. I, I you know, I'm not sure that's the best case to make. Are yeah. we seriously going to say Jay Cutler? Yeah, that's, that's there's a lot of comparisons there to him. Well, now we're to Tampa Bay again, and guess who's still there? Well, gee. I had him taken Minka Fitzpatrick, and they traded back, 
but Tremaine Edmonds is still there, as well as Derwin. They're going to take one of those, too. I would think so, and I think Derwin James is going to be their choice. Keep him, keep him in Florida. Uh, I really, that's, I'm feeling pretty strongly about that. I think Derwin James goes to uh, Tampa Bay. But it wouldn't surprise me if they took Tremaine Edmonds. Aaron Freeman, one of our guys from uh, that we interviewed last year from Fal- from the Falcons, is saying the Bucks will take Darwin. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty strongly about that pick. Really, there hasn't been too many surprises. You know, I expected the Bills to to move up and take a quarterback. I expected the Cardinals to move up and take a quarterback. Uh, the, the quarterbacks they took aren't necessarily who I thought they would take, but those trades did happen. They just happened a little later than I expected. I didn't expect Baker Mayfield to go first, but I'm okay with it. So, so far, really, there's not been too many big surprises. I think probably the biggest surprise for me is the one that you and I talked about earlier, <laughs> which is your Ohio State kid going going forward to Cleveland. I think that's the biggest surprise to me because I think he he was projected to go a lot later. Yeah, you know, and we, we've already we've already killed that one quite a bit. I you know just reading what we saw from sources there that the Broncos were looking at him at number five like see what Cleveland took him. He, he might not have been there. They moved down. So they want that was their guy. I don't think the Browns should be taking the criticism they're getting for it. Right. I mean, he still was a early to mid. There, there are people who had him locked in the top ten. Yeah, so, I, I had him. I had him going as early as ten and as late as fourteen. So going four is a little bit of a surprise to me, but you know, still top fifteen player in the first round. I but still, I had him. I had him as my third best corner. So. It's there's still a lot of good a lot of good secondary left out there for a lot of teams. A lot of guys uh, are still there that uh, may not have that really weren't projected to still be there. So we'll find out who Tampa Bay takes here uh, real quick because the pick is in and see if we're right. See if it's Derwin James. Turf Show Times makes a good point here. Um, Turf Show just wrote. You know, Rosen could develop into a fine quarterback, but they, I was more worried about dealing with Lamar Jackson, to be honest. Well, yeah, you know what? I'd be more worried, too, than dealing with him. <laughs> that's, that's actually a great point in their part. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson, again, has a higher ceiling, but how long is it going to take him to get there? He's certainly not ready now. Yeah, I so, think he's more ready than people think he is, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I don't, but but that's okay. He's he's still got a lot of maturing to do, and one of the things that one of the things that I mean by that is his business choices by having his his mom to be his agent. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Vita Vea. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good move for were, him. That's a good move for him. There's nothing wrong with that. I sure thought they were going to take Derwin James, though. Well, they needed both. 
Yep. They need both. Well, they need they need, they need a lot of help. There's several holes in, in their in their defense, and there's nothing wrong with getting a guy that's going to stuff up the middle. This guy, I've watched him a lot. Uh, being a Pac-12 guy, uh, I watched him literally stand two offensive, you know, a center and a guard straight up in the air, uh, running back coming right at him, and literally take one arm and toss one of the offensive players off while the other one still got a hold of him and make the tackle. This guy is a beast. There's really nothing wrong with his game. The big concern, I think, with him more than anything is what's he going to do in the offseason? And I'm not talking character. If he stays football-focused and keeps himself in shape, he'll be all right. But it would, it would scare me to think that he may uh, put on 40, 50 pounds in the offseason because the guy likes to eat. Like see, well, when you're 347 pounds, it's no secret you like to eat. Right, but you don't come back into training camp at 387. That's what I'm saying, and that's where I would be concerned. But, I mean, this guy is a stud. He literally, I mean, we're watching some film on him now, and you don't push him backwards. He'll he'll put he'll take you sideways, you know, across the the line of scrimmage, and he will surprise you with his speed. He's got great football technique. He's got great pursuit angles, but he's just strong. I mean, just really, really strong. So, well, at you know six four three forty seven, this is a guy we, we had hoped when the Rams were picking the first round would drop to them. We now know, of course, that wouldn't happen. Uh, you know, the thing I like about Vita Via is the fact he will stuff you in there. He will give the Buccaneers exactly what they need. They're in division with. Mark Ingram, Kamara, do I need to keep going here? Um, the Falcons, Tevin Coleman, they are in division with some running backs, some serious guys. The NFC has some, has some serious running backs. And so they need that running plug. They need that guy in the middle to, to help solidify the defensive line and make them tougher against the run. That's exactly what he'll do. And I think it's a good pick for them. Well, I would expect them to go and get safety later on. They, they desperately need safety help, but... You know, Vita V is a solid pick for them. We're seeing a lot of teams addressing direct needs early instead of making a lot of leaps. I think, like you said, the biggest leap anybody made was the Browns with, with uh, Denzel Ward. Well, and by trading back to get Via, they have more picks now, so they can get that safety later. So they're in good shape, and it really was a good pick by them. This guy reminds me a lot of Haloti Nada, but he's much stronger than Haloti Nada was. And I think, uh, you know, at coming out of college, he's he's quite a bit better than Nada was. I think Nada was a really good pro. I think this kid will turn out to be a really good pro too. It's really interesting to see that teams are actually really doing a good job, in my view, everybody this far, of addressing needs. Even the Browns. The Browns moved, you know, could have done things a little bit differently. But every team is addressing serious needs, and that makes for a better league, in my view. I'm not trying to be all gushy and soft on this, but rarely in a draft, usually we see some knucklehead go out and take an, out, an outlandish pick in the first 10. So, No, I think it's a good solid pick for them. By them moving back and getting some more picks and taking a, a player, and I don't think it's a reach for him there. I think that's right about where he should have gone. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, they're showing video of him running the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let him go. 
Yeah, he's he's surprisingly fast for his size. But I, I think this is a great pick for Tampa Bay, and you know, by trading back and getting the extra picks, it's going to help them fill some holes that they desperately need help filling. So, um, you know, good pick by them. Let's see here, thirteenth. Let's see here. Who's still left in the clock? Washington, Green Bay. I think I let, let's uh see here. The only Good wonder, I think the the only the only pick left that I really care about that's left in the first round, to be perfectly honest, is you know who are the Seattle Seahawks going to take, and they don't pick until eighteenth. I'm really interested in seeing what Green Bay does. Well, that's that's where I want to see what they do. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Well, here's a Redskins pick. All right, here we go. There, there's uh, Deron Payne from Alabama. Well, again, there's another run stuffer. You uh, put it, you put him in the middle, and he's uh, he's a beast too. Where did you have him on your board? I, I had him late, mid to late twenties. So he's he's a little bit of a reach, but uh, they they I mean, you can't really go wrong with the guy. He's going to be solid. I just I think they could have filled some other needs that they have a little bit better. But there's nothing wrong with the pick by any means. Well, I think I mean, there's other guys out there still. I'm surprised. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily the the pick I would have had him going for, but uh, you know, we're again we're not the GM, so Harold Harold Landry and Dar- Derwin James are both still out there. Yeah, I I actually had him, you know, my my original draft that I kind of mocked up. I actually had Derwin James going to Washington late, but then the way that the things kept changing, then I thought Derwin James would go you know, to Tampa Bay earlier on. And it's, it's certainly, it never lays out like you expect. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I would have taken Derwin James over Deron Payne, but. Oh, the Saints trade up with the Packers. Oh. So this could be, this could be where Jackson. Yeah, it could be. This could be. The, I mean, they already know what the, I mean. <coughs> The Saints, Could it be? the Saints weren't slotted to pick until 27, so they've actually moved up quite a bit. They have to be going for you don't give you don't go that far up for to get anybody else but a quarterback, right? That's 13 picks. Yeah, unless they're really high on somebody. If there's somebody they really really want, that I mean, they have a need at safety. They have a need at safety. You know, they're they're still Tremaine Edmonds is still out there. You know, I have Tremaine Edmonds rated really high. Even though he's young, he's very mature, and he's going to be a freak of an athlete uh, as he as he matures in the NFL. So it's uh, it's hard to say, but generally you don't move up that far in the first round unless you're going after a quarterback. Now, the question is, did they think that Green Bay was going to take him? Or the Ravens. The Ravens might have taken him. Jeez. Uh, 
So there's there's a couple there's a, there's a few teams that are picking. You know, you got the Ravens at 16, the Chargers at 17. I could have seen either one of those teams taking taking uh, Lamar just because their quarterbacks are getting to be to that point of their career. Can you imagine being Lamar Jackson going the Saints though? Yeah, getting to learn from Drew Brees, that'd be cool. I mean, that going right into it. So here we go. The Saints give it 27 and 147 and next year's first rounder. Oh. They're getting Jackson. Oh my god. They're they pe- gave up next year's first rounder. Wow. Well, Again, I, I also thought Green Bay might take him. And so Green Bay might have said, you know what, we're taking him. You better offer us the farm. <laughs> and it looks like they did. My God, I mean, you don't give up two first-round picks. And, I mean, do you? It has to be a quarterback. Well, I don't know who else it would be. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at who's still left. I mean, you got Derwin James, but I don't think I'd give up two first-rounders for him. You got uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I still wouldn't give up two first-round picks for him. Uh, Marcus Davenport, no way. Wow, it has to be. I, I can't see who else that they would be spending that much for unless... You know, Mike Hughes, cornerback, he was actually my number one cornerback on the board. He'll probably still be there late the first. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Harold Landry, he's not worth two firsts. And the further down my board I go, the the more I'm going to say it's got to be. Well, look who Derwin James, Harold Landry, Tremaine Edwards, sorry, Edmonds. I don't. Those are all great players. I don't think you have two first rounds go up and get them, though. No. And by the way, I had I had Deron Payne going at 21 to the Bengals. Yeah, there's, so here we, there's nobody left. It's got to be him. Wow, I, I can't believe that. Two first rounders. Well, this is by far the, the biggest move of the draft. I mean, when you give up two first-rounders and a fifth to move up that many slots in the first round. So we're seeing here, you know, Rapport saying uh, likely targeting Marcus Davenport or Lamar Jackson. I don't think you have to trade that far up to get, get Marcus Davenport. Well, I actually had Marcus Davenport going in the top ten. But really? Yeah, I did. Um, so... You're higher on him than I am. I just don't. I don't think he's worth trading two first rounders for. Yeah, I had. I had uh, Indianapolis taking him. Man, the NFC is just getting off the hook, man. The entire NFC is having a good draft thus far. Well, I'm glad we stayed on for this pick because this is a big move. But I'm not going to wait till Green Bay picks now to stay on, brother. <laughs> nope, nope. All right, here we go. Picks in. Matt Miller for NFLDraftScout.com is saying pass rusher for the Saints. What? If they take a pass rusher here, I am going to lambast them. Yeah, that's a horrible pick for them if they gave up that much. A quarterback, you understand. 
Especially when Drew Brees is darn four years old. He's he's the only quarterback left that has first round talent, in my opinion. So if they if they moved up that far to not take a quarterback, they gave up way too much. Okay, here is Davenport. Let's see. That's crazy. I mean, he's a good player, but I that's just they gave up way too much if that's who they're who they're picking. I hope I hope that's wrong. That's what's being said right now. Well, Derek, I'll have fun on Twitter tonight, nailing the Saints if that's the case. Well, no, I'm getting out of bed, man. Still sick. Maybe <laughs> you all talk for tomorrow night's show. Yeah, that's true. Let's see here. Good to uh, still waiting. They're making us wait a long time. Yeah, well, and there, there's people holding up signs behind them. <laughs> It's a good deal for Green Bay, man. Green Bay's going to get oh, – yeah. they have some major depth issues here. Yeah, Green Bay did great. No doubt about that. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see the Saints give up all these picks because it'll make them – you know, it'll lose some strength for them in the future. So, And, and they're pretty darn good already. Here we go. Let's see Still how, waiting. Let's see how the let's see how the crowd reacts. Still hearing his Davenport, man. If it's Davenport, yeah, that's crazy. Again, I had him, go. I had him going, you know, top five, but. Here it is. Oh, boy. All right, so <laughs> the New Orleans Saints move up for defensive end Marcus Davenport from University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, do I – Small school guy, didn't play as much talent, got all the measurables, great 40 time, uh, could be a real stud in the NFL – but I just can't see you giving up two firsts and a fifth for him. You you need to develop this guy. He's not gonna. He's gonna be raw. It's gonna take some time to develop him. Meanwhile, your your starting quarterback's darn forty years old, man. And you just gave up two first rounders. So you're not picking a quarterback in next year's draft either. No, because and, you just gave up your first round next year. So I, I don't. This is. I am glad we sit down. So I have something to make fun of now. The poke at. I cannot believe they did this. Up until you know, and I'm not saying that the Saints didn't need a pass rusher. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying though is to do this when you have a 40 year old quarterback that need you need to find his replacement. What are they going? Who's going to be the quarterback in a couple years? Yeah, you got to find somebody, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's crazy. That, that's a shocker for me. Two two first round picks. I just, you know, I keep there. You go. I keep waiting to hear the Rams have moved up. <laughs> they have nothing to move up with, and, and they're drafting linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> you know, honestly, would it surprise you to see them package 
a first round pick for next year and something else to move back up with all, with all the players that are dropping right now? Well, would it surprise you? I, I can see him moving up in the second for sure, but um, to move up this year, considering the price tag on moving up just went really high, it kind of set a standard for maybe some future drafts by or some future draft picks tonight by, you know, them giving up two firsts and a fifth to move up 13 spots. What do you think it's going to cost the Rams to move up, you know, two rounds? Good point. <laughs> so I don't see it happen, but the way, the way that trade just went, who knows? <laughs> Good point. Well, before we go, let's go ahead and make a prediction. We'll, we'll call it tomorrow. All right. When does Lamar Jackson get taken? Uh I'm going to put a freaky one out there. I say the Patriots move up uh, with maybe Seattle and take Lamar Jackson. All right. Well, I'm going to roll with the Chargers. I'm going to say the Chargers go get them or Pittsburgh moves up to go get them. Okay. Okay. So we'll see if that um, let's see how that pans out, folks. We appreciate you. Want to ask you one more time for those of you who stuck it out for almost two hours of us rambling. Uh, head on over, please. Listen to that podcast interview with with Jack Youngblood. It was our goal for it to be our best ever, um, to be our our most listened to ever. It mean a lot to us. I know it mean a lot to Norm. So again, if you could, please uh, go check it out. You can always find us on Twitter at, at Talk Rams. Find me personally at DC Poly Norm. Where they find you at? At Norm Hightower. Okay. Yell at him. Get him on Twitter more, folks. He needs to interact more. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back tomorrow, probably around the beginning of the third round. I'd say we'll get on there unless the Rangers make a trade. We'll jump on. And uh, we'll get on there. We'll recap the rest of the first round, recap the second round, and we'll get you ready for the Rams to finally pick in the third round. So any final thoughts, Norm? Uh, the crazy stuff starting to happen. Curious to see what happens next. I thought it happened sooner. Yep. Didn't happen. All right. For Norm Hightower, Derek C. Apollo, peace. Adios. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.